is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Jimmy Scroggins here again, super excited about today's podcast. We've been unpacking for you some of the leadership pipelines that we've established at Family Church, and today we're going to talk about the latest and greatest of these pipelines. We call it Launch. That is our worship leader training program. And today in our studio, I have with me two of our very talented Family Church worship leaders, John Stepp and Winner Ullman. And these guys are great friends of mine. I Love watching them lead their families. I love watching them lead our congregation. And they're just such a blessing to me personally. These are godly men. They're theologically minded and they're extremely talented when it comes to music and worship. So these guys are the real deal. John and Winter, you're both pastors in our church, which means you are my pastors and you're pastors to my family. And I'm grateful to you for that. Why don't you guys just share a little bit about your background, your family, and how you got connected with Family Church. And let's start with you, John. Sure. Well, thanks for the nice words, Jimmy. We have the pleasure of being able to follow you, follow a great leader, and that helps us lead better in great our Great job ministries. reading that script. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and in our families. That is, that is not on the paper, oh, okay. I promise. Uh, but my name is John Stepp, and I'm the worship pastor at our Jupiter Farms campus. So I lead the worship ministry out there, and I also lead this ministry we're going to be talking about today called Launch. My wife, Toy and I have been married for 16 years, yeah. and we have two incredible kids. Our boy, Rigby, is nine years old in the fourth grade. And our daughter, Colby, is five, and she's in kindergarten. And I've been at, with Family Church for about a year and a half now. Right. And John, you've kind of been a worship leader in the South Florida area for a long time, but you grew up as a pastor's kid, and your dad's church is next door to Family <laughs> Church downtown. This is, this is one of the funny things about life is, uh, yes, the first time I came to work down here, and I looked across the parking lot and saw the church that I grew up in. I've been doing ministry here vocationally in Palm Beach County for over 20 years. Right. And to look across the parking lot and see my dad's church, he's not the pastor there anymore, but was for a long, long time. That was pretty funny and pretty special. Yeah. All right, Winter, tell us about you. Yeah, so my name is Winter Ullman, and I serve as one of the worship pastors at Family Church. I've actually been at Family Church for five years. God, it's hard to believe. Yeah, it's been five years, and I've been at Sherbrooke since it launched, so it's been three years. So I've been at Family Church Sherbrooke for three years now. Yeah, and are you single? No, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> actually, on that point, November 18th is going to make one year, so wow. hey. you made it. <laughs> Way to go, man. Yeah. Yes, and your wife's name is? My wife's name is Sarah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I tell you, Winter and Sarah are such a joy to be around, and I tell you, John and Winter, you guys are so talented, and I appreciate using these fake names so none of our listeners will try to hire you, <laughs> but I really am grateful to get to, to serve with you guys. Okay, so let's talk about launch. John, what is launch? Why are we doing it? That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> we're still trying to answer that ourselves. Uh, right, I got it. No, it, launch was really, we knew that to fulfill the vision of the church, we had to do something. If our vision is to plant 100 neighborhood churches in Florida, we need 
a lot more leadership than we currently That's have. Right. We looked around, we said, we don't, we don't have all the people to do this. So what are we going to do? And really the answer to start with was, I don't really know, but right. we have to do something. Yeah. And so we said, we're going to start this thing and we're going to do the best we can and we're going to figure it out. We've been talking a lot about building the plane while it's in the air. Right. And so that's kind of how we started. And uh, what we came up with, what we started as is an eight to 10 week program that we run twice a year in the spring and the fall. And we come together and it's really for the purpose of developing our worship leaders and our worship ministries spiritually in their competency as musicians and players and to really enable them to lead better at their campuses and on their teams. It's funny because what we thought we were going to be getting when we started was things like, we're going to fill these gaps that we have on our teams, and it's going to be easier to make sure we're fielding a whole team every week. But what we ended up getting was so much greater than that. Uh, It's become our primary tool for communicating culture and vision not just on our team, but the global vision as the church, so that we're all in alignment, moving in the same direction. And it's also become a great tool for community because we have musicians, we have across all our campuses that might never get to meet each other. Right. And we developed this neat sense of community and tribe just from being together, spending time together, playing music together. I think one of the funny things from the first time is, as we were planning it, we were thinking, we'd love to have 20 people be right. involved. If we have 20, that's a huge win. I remember we asking Christian the goal, and that's what he we said. We dream big. Yeah. So we said, we said, if we had 20 people, we'd be really happy. And as applications started coming in, we ended up launching with over 40 yeah. the first time. So we finished the first one, and we said, okay, well, that was awesome. And being the big thinkers that we are, we said, we'll probably have a little pullback this time because we did such a big push the first time. So if we have 30 this time, we'll be super happy. And we ended up starting with almost 60 this time. So we've gotten almost 100 people through launch this year. All right. So here's the thing. I love what you guys are doing. I've actually observed it. I've been there in the room listening and watched you guys train these people. Who actually gets to be in launch and who gets to participate? Because I notice no one has asked me to come. No one's asked me to sit. So, so who yeah. actually gets yeah. to go? Yeah. So um, launch is pretty much, we have basically two facets in which you can be a part of launch. If you're a part of our church, then you can become a part of launch by simply reaching out to one of your campus worship pastors or worship leaders. And our goal now is really to just funnel everyone who wants to be a part of our worship ministry through launch because we just really realize that it's the best way for us to share the DNA, like John said, and, and get that culture. Now, if you're not a part of our church, you can still apply. And the way that both people do that is by going through familychurchworship.org and our worship leaders, our worship pastors, or, or the worship leader, or the worship pastor at your church may direct you to familychurchworship.org. And there we have an application and we also have a place for you to do an, an audition, like a short video. So if you're interested in that, Jimmy, it's a, it just has to be 30 seconds. So I do the same thing for you that I did when I was trying to get on America's Got Talent. And I, I <laughs> do the perfect. application, the video, be perfect. and we're ready to go. All right. So here's the thing. Let's say I did apply to launch. I did my video and you guys said, wow, I just did it. Who knew? And I got in. When I come to the meetings on Sunday afternoons, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? So we meet for about two hours. Okay. And really, it's built around our three C's that we talk about, competency, character, and community. 
the first 30 minutes is spiritual development. We have somebody who comes and teaches. Winner's one of our teachers. I'm one of our teachers. Pastor Christian is one of our teachers. Right. A lot of our campus worship pastors get to participate in that teaching time. And we do uh, spiritual development for that first 30 minutes and work on character. The next portion is we go into our breakouts for an hour. Uh, we break out into separate tracks for guitars, keyboards, bass, drums, vocals. And we have a stage one environment. That's what we call it, stage one, where we actually put a band together and we craft a short worship set, including talking points and a call to worship and transitional elements. And we actually put them to work in a real-time environment. Right. And for the last 30 minutes, that group leads the rest of us in worship. And at the end of that, our coaches have a time to come up and speak into them again. Winner is actually one of the best that I know at leading in a rehearsal environment and getting the best out of his musicians and leaders. And he's actually leading our stage one breakout this time. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Winner? Yeah, so the stage one environment is really cool because what you get to see is just a group of individuals actually from different campuses, right? A lot of them have never met each other before. So we start off with just, okay, well, just tell us what campus you're from and what you play or whatever. And that's just really cool because everyone gets to see, hey, we actually are doing this church planning thing. Like this right. is not a myth. Like there are other campuses and there are people who are, are part of those campuses. Right. So we start there and then it, it runs pretty quickly. So we have to make sure that within our audition process, we have like a vetting process because we can't spend too much time. It's not musical lessons happening, right? right? We, we don't have time right. to do lessons there, but we're, we're there to sharpen each other. And so it's just really awesome to see people from different campuses get together, worship together, learn from each other. And so I'm just glad about that. And you'd be surprised how many times we have a group of players and leaders on stage that really aren't serving in that capacity somewhere yet. But after they're done, we look at each other and we say, that could be a worship team right there at one of yeah. our plants. Hey, well, I was there this past Sunday. And so when I, I walked in during the stage one time, and you had these three girls up there. I think one of them's from uh, Iglesia Familiar. I think one of them's from the West Campus and one of them's from downtown. Mm -hmm. And so yep. I'm watching them sing and I'm just like, oh my gosh, they sound like they rehearsed together. Like how were they prepared to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically we use a program, an application called Planning Center. And we go through that just basically to give you, okay, here's a song. Here's the scripture that you may be reading. Here's the, the text or whatever. Sometimes we do quotes from, you know, like a John Piper or something like that. We'll do different quotes and and I'll, I'll explain to them what I want them to do. But really, the first time they get together is right there that day. And so you do have to have a bit of talent to be able to do that. And then we kind of, you know, shape it as we go along. But yeah, I mean, some of those girls, like, for instance, Christina, like, she's not sang on a platform like that before. And she was leading when I walked in the room. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Christian, what the heck, man? Why haven't you had her up on stage? He goes, I'm telling you, she's getting better. She's she wasn't as good when we started this. The first week, she was not like that. Because I'm like upset with Christian. Like, what are you doing? Put her on the platform. Yeah, yeah. So she's definitely uh, just a, a win story of launch. And, and I mean, if you would have saw first right. week, you might not have had well, those she's same in comments. Yeah. So Winter and John, look, uh, we got launch. I come to the thing. I'm in my cohort. I'm in my small group. I'm sharpening my skills. I'm getting coached. I'm stage wanting. All right. Now, what are we hoping to accomplish with all this? Like, why do we have this? What do we think is going to come out of the other end of this pipeline? Yeah, absolutely. Well, like John mentioned, we're looking to plant 100 neighborhood churches right That's here right. in South Florida. And at the simplest level, at the base level, that means about 100 preachers, 100 kids ministers, 
and of course like a hundred worship leaders right. and with a hundred worship leaders we need like a hundred bands uh-huh. right <laughs> so you, you know you're talking well you know like well in the three four or five hundreds and so what we want to do and our primary hope is that the people that we're developing and launch will push our goal of planting a hundred churches forward right and so Ultimately, we just want to push the gospel forward, and we want to use uh, the worship ministry to do that. You know, we want to disciple and train men and women to be gospel-driven and to help redirect South Florida's worship to Jesus Christ. That's our motto within our worship ministries, that we just want to redirect people's worship to Jesus Christ. And, and so that's our end goal, hopefully. And you guys do that so well. And I hope our listeners hear this because I want you to know our worship leaders, these guys, these men that are speaking right now are legit pastors. These guys are pastoring people. They are teaching the Bible. These guys are theologians. And you can hear in their in their voices and you can hear what they're talking about. They are passionate, not just about music. They're passionate about the vision of our church and how music fits into the vision of the whole church and advances the vision and mission of our church. And that makes it really, really exciting. I, I love that about you guys. So here's the real question, John. Is this actually working? It's nice to talk about this pipeline and blah, 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 blah. blah. Is it working? I would say that it's working far greater than we thought it would when we started. The obvious results are we've seen the tide rise across all of our campuses. We've seen the people that were already involved getting better and growing in their skill. Some of them have to. Absolutely. <laughs> we've seen you get a lot better, I'm and better singing. That's right. Yeah. And singing better. Uh, no, we've seen a lot of people get plugged in. Our teams are growing because people mm-hmm. are coming through launch, and that's become an entry point for our teams. But I think the big unexpected benefits and results that I touched on earlier is the sense of tribe and community that we've developed and that whole ability to communicate culture and vision and get everyone in alignment there together. You've heard the phrase that culture trumps strategy no every, every time. And I think this is helping us turn the corner as a ministry from being strategy-driven to being culture-driven. Yeah, and, and I agree with that too, because one of the things about me that's a kind of a weakness for our whole church is I have a way of talking about things. And I I like sports a lot. I'm not very musical. I'm not very creative. I don't like do dramas or anything like that. I can't dance. You know, I, I have That's all these. That's too bad because that I would be really good. <laughs> I have all these downsides to my leadership. And one of the things about our culture is the creative class in our culture is actually ascendant and really matters. And you can see that in our children. You can see it in our students. And what I like that you guys are doing, in my opinion, this is our first real significant attempt to actually corral some of the creatives Mm -hmm. in our church Mm -hmm. and put them in a room and let them feed off of one another Mm -hmm. and coach them and shepherd them kind of in a language that they can understand. I like what you said about tribe because that's what you guys are doing. You're calling the creatives in our church into the family church Jesus tribe where they don't have to feel like, hey, I like family church because I walk with God, but I'm not able to develop or use some of my gifts or talents or passions here because there's no place for me. And I, I love that you guys are doing that. We had a hard time coming up and figuring out what to call people that were going through our program. Yeah. For the longest time, we said, do we call them students? Do we call them participants? Do we call them launchees? Yeah. <laughs> and and really, the more we thought about it, I was like, this is our launch family. Yeah. And that's the way we refer to each other now. Yeah. This is our launch family. Yeah, I really like that. And I think that's helping us at every campus because every time I preach or visit a campus, the worship pastors always come up to me and go, you see him? 
launch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they take a lot of pride Absolutely. in this pipeline. Uh-huh. Hey, tell some stories. Tell some stories about some of our students. Who are some of our students who have been to launch and what are they doing right now? Yeah, sure. So I would say a strong majority of our launch family is serving at one of our churches on a week-to-week basis today. I know Family Church Sherbrooke has definitely benefited from launch, the launch program, just a ton. Yeah, because you're the stage one manager. <laughs> yeah, man. And so, I mean, the, the benefits that we've seen, I, I could talk about a young man named Nick. And Nick has just been pushing through. I mean, this is his second season of launch. And when I talk about just the the development that Nick has just experienced is just huge, you know, and he's just made tremendous improvement in his abilities and is playing on piano or operating lights and the, whatever it is. And a big part of that is is from launch. I actually, I'd steal Nick out to my campus yes, as much have. as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so he's just developed in um, his skills as a pianist through just training through one of our, our worship um, leaders, Tyler, who's been really just pouring into those guys and really can teach on a level that I just can't really understand. And which is a, one of the benefits of launch is that you're getting coaching from people of different campuses who really have the gifting to teach something that maybe I know how to do, but I don't know how to teach it as well. Yeah, Tyler's technically proficient in this area, so he's able to speak in. Absolutely, absolutely. John, actually, you've had uh, Sundays where the whole team on the platform are launch graduates. Want to talk about that? Yeah, we had just a couple of weeks into our first round of launch. We had just launched our campus about uh, four months prior to that. And so we started launch, and I was I was having issues with just filling positions on the team. And about two weeks into our first session of launch, I looked around, and I, we had a full team on stage, and two of those people were involved in launch already. And I, I was so excited. I was like, this is working. This is working. Yeah, yeah. And fast forward a couple of months, and I look around, and... Everybody on stage has been through launch. Yeah. And that's so important because now it's not just a pat yourself on the back. You guys are doing such a great job with launch. It's we're you able, need it. we're all speaking the same <laughs> yeah. language now. Yeah. We're aligned with vision and culture and we're aligned musically because winter is we're going from the same playbook now. Yeah, and I think about one of our most recent campuses that we started in uh, Boca Raton. The lead worship leader, Katie, came through launch. That's where she's kind of gotten a lot of her training and understood how we want to do this at Family Church. Or I think about Ethan, a teenager who, who plays drums from time to time at our West Campus. And he's just a middle school kid, but his parents told me the whole reason that they have connected at Family Church is because their middle school son got to be a part of launch and got to be a drummer. And he's and a special kid too. He, he is. Wow. And they're a special family. And just the thing, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, about having artistic, a place for artists to find a tribe because our West Campus youth group is a bunch of jocks, right? Which I'm glad because we want to reach uh-huh. them as we can. Right. But Ethan doesn't connect with that. Right. And so Ethan has connected with launch. And because of that, his family which is a wonderful family yep. that really bring you know a lot to our church. It's and it's all because of launch. So I, I love that, and these stories are important. I'm really proud of our team. I'm really proud of all that you guys have accomplished so far. And before we wind this conversation down, here, here's what I want to ask: Church for the rest of us is made up of all kinds of churches. Some of them are rural, urban, suburban, exurban, small churches, medium sized churches, large churches. But if you were at a small or medium sized church and you would just say, "Oh my gosh." If only I had millions of dollars and thousands of people and 11 campuses, I would do that stuff too. (laughs) What would you say to the guy, one worship pastor, single site church, how could he or she kind of begin this process at their own level? This was a really popular question at the Sharper Conference last year that we would get. 
And that's the worst feeling in the world is to go to a conference and hear about these great things and Nobody, then go yeah, back. Thanks and a lot. I'm say, more depressed. There's no way we can do this. <laughs> yeah. So what we encourage people to do is to partner with other local churches. Hopefully you have relationships with other churches and other worship pastors and partner with them. And if you can get a few churches together, maybe you can do it like we do it with breakouts for different instruments and vocalists, but maybe it's just two of you. And maybe you can only do a stage one environment like we do it, where you invite another worship pastor that you trust into a rehearsal and say, hey, can you come to our rehearsal this week and just coach our people? We'll give you some time to talk about vision or whatever, but just coach our people because sometimes they need to hear it from somebody else. And they can say things that maybe you can't say to your team and get away with it. But the most important thing is to do something. Yes. Just, it doesn't have to be on a grand scale, but everything that you do to pour into your leaders and to help them get better is going to pay off in spades for you and for the kingdom. And don't you think that sometimes just by creating a space and saying, here, here's something I'm trying to do. I would like to to build a community of worship leaders in our church, even a small church. If you create this space and give the invitation, it's amazing sometimes who responds to that? And sometimes we as leaders, I think, fail because we say, oh, we could never do that or that could never happen here. But we don't really know because we've never even tried, at least in a size and a scope of a of an attempt that matches the size and scope of our church or the partnerships that we can create. Hey, listen, I'm so proud of what you guys are doing. It's an honor to get to serve with you. And this has been an, a really fun conversation. And we want to have you guys back because I want to talk about this some more. And as launch continues, maybe we can even bring in some people who've been through launch and let them speak to our listeners about theirs. I think it'd be super fun. All right. Well, we're going to put information about launch in our show notes, but let me tell you also that John and Winter and all of our worship leaders are going to be at the Sharper Conference on March the 1st here in West Palm Beach, Florida. They're going to do workshops about training worship leaders, writing songs, and creating a culture for creatives, and a whole lot more. And you can register right now. You can go right now on your computer to sharperconference.com so that you can get to hang out with John and Winter like I did today. And there's a bunch of other guys and girls who would love to hear from you and meet you. And you guys can learn from each other. Also, familychurchworship.org. You can find a lot of information, resources, and music written by this team, familychurchworship.org. So thanks for listening today. Chime in on our blog. And let us know what you're doing to raise up the next generation of worship leaders. This is Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you, too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins, and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.